The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Michael Patra, joined by my good buddy Santino Cacone here for this wonderful April 22nd Thursday card. We have six games to talk about, but more importantly, Santino, how are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, if I didn't have to wait for you every time we did a show, it'd be a little bit better, but I'm doing pretty good right now. How about yourself? Hey, man, you know, I, I can't complain. Uh, I'm living the dream out here. I already told you. Bought some bought some basketball cards earlier. I was pretty happy with my results. I got a couple packs. So uh, I'm on my I'm on my high right now. Uh when I when I get when I get some nice good sports cards. So we got a nice little light card. Doing good, man. Doing good. Happy to be here with you. I think that's more important. I'd wait forever for you, Santino. Just to just just to be like with my good buddy, doing a good show with you. But before we jump into anything. Quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, my bookie. If you guys haven't already checked them out, do it. They are the number one sports book out there. The only one that we over here at Hoopball, I, I should say me, uh, but it's everybody over here at Hoopball now. We are just the my bookie team, and it's because they are simply the best sports book, the number one sports book. The only one I give my stamp of approval. Check them out, guys, for all of your sports wagering needs, whether you want to do some MLB betting, maybe you want to do some NBA, maybe you want to parlay a little bit of both, maybe get a couple of each, but... You can head over there at my bookie. Use that promo code Hoopball, H O O P B A L L, on your initial deposit. They'll match you 50% on up to $1,000. So if you put in $1,000, they'll give you $500 for free to play with over there at my bookie. You can even use it at their casino. Fully fledged online casino platform over at mybookie.ag. Remember to use that promo code Hoopball when you sign up. That's H O O P B A L L. All right, my good friend. We got uh, we got some good games on our hands. Nice little card. A couple of back-to-backs to talk about. Not a lot of games, uh, game lines or game totals yet, but that's to be expected, I think, given the amount of back-to-backs we have. But first game of the night, Phoenix Suns traveling to Boston, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We'll start with the Celtics. Jalen Brown is being considered doubtful. Well, we have Kemba Walker probable. Jason Tatum is questionable. Evan Fournier, Robert Williams, they are still out. Phoenix on the second half of a back-to-back. We saw them taking on the Sixers tonight. But I'll pass it over to you, Santino. They look like they're pretty much going to be fully healthy uh, outside of Abdul Nader, who's been out for a little while. But anybody you're looking at on Phoenix on the second half of a back-to-back? Yeah, and the the Celtics are on the front end. Uh, What is it? Eight of these teams are on the back end or front end of, of the 12. So a lot of shaking and moving on the injury report to come tomorrow. But <clears throat> for right now, um, main people I'm looking at, uh, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. Those are probably my two favorites. Paul, we know he's going to have Kemba Walker guarding him a lot. Uh, him, he had a triple-double or near triple-double in the last game, played 38 minutes, didn't play much before in the game before that. It was a massive blowout. Uh, but then... When he played 30 minutes, so far the last few times he's played 30 minutes, he's gotten a, <clears throat> a good return here. And I think that's a fair price tag, 7-6. We saw him getting as high as uh, slightly over 8K not too long ago. 
and DeAndre Ayton at 6-5. It's just a mediocre price tag for a guy whose game is starting to come on. Uh, he has In three of his last four games, he has 42 or over 42 DraftKings points, and that's well-returned. That's a well uh, – I don't even know the words I'm saying, but that's a very good return on value for a, a price tag of that nature. Um, so those are the guys I like. And Saric, uh, I know on Wednesday he was coming off the bench. I don't know, and he started the game before that. I don't know if that's a thing to look at, but uh, if there's anybody missing and shaking, we can take looks at Bridgers or Crowder, uh, Cam Johnson, uh, if people are out because it is the second half of a back-to-back. Yeah, and that's something that we're just going to have to monitor. First game of the night, uh, you know, we should have that news, hopefully. But I'm with you on Aiton. I think Aiton's probably going to be my favorite player on the side of the ball. Just really like that price tag, knowing that we could always target the front court against Boston. Uh, it just seems like it's a picture-perfect matchup. I believe we put up about 36 DK points earlier in the season. So sign me up at 6500 I'll pay that price tag. And I'll, I'll keep playing Paul over Booker just for that that discount. It's $1,200 difference. If these guys were a little bit closer, I do like Booker better in this matchup, but not for $1,200 more. And if I had to go at one of those wings, I'd probably just lean Jay Crowder. 4300 like that price tag. Seems to be locked into at least 26 in those closer matchups, especially this one. Uh, I can see him playing closer to like 32 or 33 minutes. But looking over there on Boston, on the – other side of things could be a front half of back to back, like you said. Already seem like we're going to have some injuries. Kemba likely. To, what do you think? He's, he probably plays the front half, knowing that they're most likely going to already be missing Jalen Brown, and then maybe sits the uh, sits the back half. I mean, they have him as probable, so he's probably going to be playing in the first one. Uh, yeah. I would expect him. I expect Tatum to play, even though he's questionable. Jalen Brown is doubtful, but. He can always play, but if one of those three were going to miss, I would assume it's Brown. Yeah, and if I see Brown sit, you know, immediately I'm going to go straight to Kemba Walker. I don't think I'm going to pay that ten two Tatum price tag. We have some other guys on this slate that we could spend up on. So I think um, I think I'll probably end up taking a pass over there. Even when I'm looking at Kemba Walker at seventy four hundred, I think I'll probably just end up finding that extra few hundred dollars to just go into Chris Paul at that point. So it's kind of tough for me to have too much interest in anybody over here on this Boston team with their price tags and the salaries that, that, that we'd have to pay for them. I guess if we see, you know, I don't think you'd even see Pritchard draw the start if it's just Brown out, but maybe him at 3600 But I'm not really liking too much over here, Santino. Anything I'm missing, or do you see something? Uh, I don't mind Tatum just because I'm, I'm looking at the other guys that are high, high price tag. We know Levine's out, LeBron's out. Uh Anthony Davis is not going to play more than 15 minutes. Giannis left the last game late. He might not play. Joel Embiid, second half of a back-to-back, he might not play. I mean, the options at the top of the card are dwindling. And you look, you see Luka, Tatum, Zion. Those are probably the only three guys over the 9K mark that you can say for sure at this moment are playing. So I wouldn't rule out Tatum even though the matchup is tough. Uh, But if there's no Brown, and we already know there's no Fournier, no Robert Williams, uh, he's just going to be fed usage, so I don't mind going there, depending on the news that we'll get tomorrow. Uh, with that said, I don't mind going Marcus Smart. I think the matchup is fairly fairly good for him, uh, and I like that 6-6 price tag. Uh, and I don't want to say it, but uh, uh, Jay, uh, Jabari Parker might actually get more minutes, and he played 16 in his first two games. They might throw him in there. 
uh, knowing that Brown might not play. Maybe he draws a start and they move Jason Tatum up to the three. Uh, there's there's quite a few options that they have here, but at 3,400, and we'll get the starting um, lineup and the injury report well before the, the lock start. But he's a guy that I, I'd i monitor right now uh, for a cheap dart throw. I like it. I don't like it. Like I, I don't like Jabari Parker, but I like the call. Uh, you're absolutely right. If they give him more minutes. But this guy, I mean, he's, he's hanging around. <laughs> he's hanging around. He's back on a team. I believe he's actually owned in our year-long league and we're at playoffs right now. And I think we were both pretty shocked when we saw that. But ready to move on to the next game? Um, sure. I, I don't know about the Parker thing, though. <laughs> he might be. I don't remember. Oh, I know he is. Our good buddy, Alex. New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Orlando, taking on the Magic in this one. For the injury report, Pelicans. Kill Alexander Walker, Josh Hart, both out. James Johnson is doubtful. On the Magic side of things, Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Otto Porter Jr. all ruled out. James Enos and Terrence Ross are both questionable. No game totals, no spreads. Pass it over to you, Santino. We just talked about Tatum. High-priced power forward. 10-2, Zion, high-priced power forward, 9-9. Which one do you prefer? Yeah, and it, it all depends on the situation. If, if uh, Brown misses, I think I'll just go to Tatum, even though I don't like the matchup uh, against Phoenix. I don't normally target that. But uh, this is a matchup that could get out of hand. It's a very good matchup. You're looking at the the Pelicans and they're just, I mean, the, the Magic, and they're just, they're in tank mode. Uh, but this could get out of hand, and they might rest Zion if they can. They're, this is a team that's fighting for the playoffs, I think. They they are, but it doesn't always seem like they want to make the playoffs. I'm not, so that's why I'm questioning it. Um, but I don't mind either way. Obviously, that's like a cop-out, but I, I would lean Tatum for $300 more. Um, but Zion is in, also in a very good matchup. Uh, I just, I'm looking at guys like uh, Brandon Ingram for... $1,200 cheaper that I'll look to Lonzo ball. Now that I know he, he said last game uh, that this would be the last game that he was on a minutes limit against the nets. He only played 26 minutes. If that's the case. Seven K uh, against new Orleans or against Orlando. I keep them getting them mixed up. I really like that price tag for him. And he'd probably be the guy that I gravitate to uh, more towards Zion and, and over Ingram. I uh, get in that big discount on both of them. Um, and that's probably, those are, they're all in play for me, but Lonzo would be the guy that I like the most, assuming that he was correct in that his minutes limit's gone. Um, and then another guy I don't mind, but I think the price tag is slightly higher than I like is Najee Marshall. That guy's been playing pretty well. A well-rounded game. Had a good game in the last one, but if uh, Lonzo's minutes are going up, there are that means some of his minutes are going to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the bottom line. They got to come from somewhere. I'm with you with Lonzo. Uh, as soon as that minutes restriction gets left, that's when you want to kind of capitalize. This price tag is definitely going to bump, uh, and I would imagine he's probably you know seventy six hundred relatively quickly. So I'll take this discount seven k. Lonzo would probably be my top play over here. Don't I? I actually don't mind Najee Marshall at fifty four. Like you said, the, he probably will see a little bit of a minutes decrease. But there's other guys that were also getting minutes that we could easily see. Uh, you know, we've already seen some of them kind of been drawn away from guys like Isaiah Thomas. We'll have to see, but I still like it. Like you said, he's got an all-around game. 
Uh, it's just a great matchup for pretty much anybody that just wants fantasy points. And for some reason, the Magic are able to keep this in touch. Uh, I expect big games. I prefer Zion over over uh, Tatum, but we're like you said, we're splitting here. Both these guys are probably going to be great plays and more like, most likely optimal plays. Knowing that position, I uh, don't see myself going to too much Ingram though, just because I see myself playing more Alonzo and Zion. One interesting about thing about this matchup, it's the only team or only game featuring both teams not on one end of a back-to-back. Okay. Uh, you're always like the back-to-back guy, always always on top of it. I'm usually good with the front half, but uh, you always just come in and handle the back half of the back, back-to-backs as well. On this Orlando side of the ball, though, we got some guys that are actually becoming, I guess, you know, stable fantasy options with all these injuries kind of emerging. Uh, you know, Wendell Carter Jr., Cole Anthony, but we're also seeing their price tags increase. Wendell Carter Jr. at sixty seven hundred, Cole Anthony at sixty four. Could you consider either one of them in this matchup? Um, yes, and it would—it's tough, but it would be more towards Cole Anthony. Though I don't fully want to pay it. It's just if if Michael Carter Williams is not playing again, uh, Terrence Ross is questionable. That—that's kind of big news because he, he'll take some shot attempts away if he doesn't play. Um, this guy's just the – he's running as pretty much the lone point guard because they're playing R.J. Hampton um, as a combo, more of a combo guard. Um, so this is a fantastic matchup. The The Pelicans just like to run the ball, and you can attack the point guard position. Uh, so even though the 6-4 is giving me some hesitancy, he's going to get enough run, and his production of late warrants this price tag. Uh, the upside is not 45 point plus, but you'll—he's a safe uh, 30, 30 point, 35 point floor type of guy right now. Yeah, and that's—if I had to play one of them, I'm not—I'm not picking the guy that's you know going against Stephen Adams. Uh, probably one of my favorite things not to do is to pick on Stephen Adams with opposing centers. It's just not a fun time for him when you have to take that guy's elbows for 30 plus minutes. So I'd probably lean a little bit more Cole Anthony, but you said it perfectly. Both these guys. You know, there's still there's still some juice left on the bone. Uh, you know, old old pun, but it's an up paced matchup. But I just I just don't know if I'm gonna see that price tag. I think I if I play Cole Anthony, unless I'm pairing it with Lonzo, I'm gonna try to find the six hundred dollars just to get to Lonzo. I'll try to find that way to make it work. It, before but, we move on, I have to say, what juice is on bones? Yeah. I mean, see this is from last what, what, season. What man. kind of what kind of this uh, is from, metaphor is that though you mean meat left on the bone yes that, juice that's left in like a lemon or something there's no uh, juice on bones I, th- I would hope that my, my good buddy was listening to my last season's podcast man uh, where were you uh no that's a little pun because i used to just talk too fast i would always say meat on the bone and then juice left you know there's a little less uh, juice left in the orange to the point where i accidentally started combining them uh and it became juice left on the bone and then like meat in the orange so now I just say it once in a while. Yeah, that sounds so funny. I'm I'm cracking up over here. Thank you for that one. Oh, you're just such a delightful person. I love anybody that's listening to this in the morning. It just gets that ray of sunshine through Santino's voice. You guys, I would imagine better, uh, better than coffee, hearing your jokes. Everybody's cracking up right now. Like, <laughs> All uh, right, uh, uh, can't stop it. Oh, uh, moving on to the next one with the robot, Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks over here. No injury report for either team at the moment. Sixers on the second uh, the second half of a back-to-back. Uh, back end of a back-to-back. And I believe you said the Bucks are on the front end? The Bucks are on no end. No end. Bucks are on no end. 
Of course, I would get that <laughs> wrong. Bucks had no end of the back-to-back. Looking at the Sixers team, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry all sat out, uh, you know, as we're recording this night before Wednesday night. Seth Curry was kind of like in and out as as lineups were getting ready to lock. They said he was out, then they said he was available, but he'd come off the bench, and then they ruled him back out. Uh, probably have a decent chance that he'll be available on this one. We'll have to keep an eye on Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons. I believe Ben Simmons is dealing with an illness. Uh, missed two games straight now. So my best bet is that we see this team as as healthy as we could. They're probably going to want to play this game. believe Embiid was bumped knees, was rubbing his knee in the game, didn't really come out. But there's some things that we definitely have to monitor uh, before we can really just stay, like you know lock in any specific plays here. But and he was despite- coming in to yeah. uh, Wednesday's games. Absolutely. So that's also a good point to bring up. So we're going to see exactly who's going to be in the starting lineup, who's playing. Again, if I have to sit here and place my bets, I'm going to assume that Ben Simmons, Seth Curry uh, play. I think that it's a little bit better than a 50-50 chance that Embiid plays. I say 60-40 that he plays. Tobias Harris is the guy that I'm the most worried about. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not probably going to be targeting too much Ben Simmons in this matchup regardless. If I know Embiid's not going to have any sort of minutes restriction, I love playing him in this matchup. It's just such a fantastic matchup for him. If this game stays close, it's going to be a competitive fire. Back and forth game. Basically, you're going to see big games out of Embiid. You see big games out of Giannis. But again, we do not know who's actually playing right now. Uh, outside of those guys, I guess we could play some caveats over here. Santino, you know, if we do see the same sort of injuries, if we see Simmons, Seth, Harris sit, uh, we could go back to the well with a guy like Thibel. Uh, just a guy that I would expect, regardless, is probably going to see some decent minutes in this one, knowing how versatile of a defender he is and how many options on the wing that the Bucks have. So he's probably the guy that I'd look at the most, 3,300. I think he'd be a rock-solid value play. And I wouldn't even mind taking a stab at a guy like Shake Milton. But keep in mind, he's also going to be splitting some minutes now with George Hill, even if uh, Ben Simmons sits. But I guess why don't you give me your your take over here on the Sixers and I guess a couple a couple caveat takes, I guess, if somebody's out or in. Yeah, and I think you should take this moment to go blow your nose because you sound super stuffy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I actually think Joel Embiid is going to sit this one out. Coming into the last game questionable, that just gives me an alert that he's not going to be playing in this one. But I would put him closer to 70 to 30 that he sits. I think Simmons and Curry probably play. And Tobias Harris, to me, is a toss-up. Uh, I would lean towards him not playing, um, but that's a toss-up to me. And in that event, Dwight Howard becomes de- a definite in-play guy for me at 4,400. Um, we already know what he can do. You don't have to harp on it. Anytime he's going to get a substantial run, he's in play. And at this low of a price tag, I uh, can definitely attack it. If there are multiple multiple people out again, Matisse Thybul again becomes in play. Uh, he played 36 minutes in the game against Phoenix tonight. <clears throat> He didn't score any points. He, he shot 0 of 4, but uh, he did have three blocks, two steals, three assists. He, he had a typical Matisse Thibault line. I expect him not to score zero points again if he's playing 36 minutes or so. Uh, so that would be a guy that I'd look at. And, yeah, um, I don't mind looking at uh, Steth, or, uh, I said Steth, Seth Curry at 4,500. Uh, if you're going to attack the the box, the best way to attack him is from the three-point line. So I'm not really looking at Simmons because we know why. He, he just doesn't shoot threes. <laughs> um, Seth Curry, if he plays at 4500 that's just a solid price tag to where we can go go get some value there. And he gets a few open shots. 
I think I think Thibel is like the closest thing that we have to like uh you know I don't even want to say a modern day because I think he was pretty modern when we were watching basketball as we were younger. Uh, as AK forty seven, some Andre Karolinko. When he used to have those five by five lines, those crazy you know five steals, five blocks, five points, five boards, five assists, uh, fantasy goodness lines. Thibel's Thibel's doing it defensively. Uh, maybe just take chip in a little bit more assist wise, and we're looking at those kinds of stat lines, and he could just get it done without having to score a lot. Uh, near minimum salary, great call on Howard. Obviously, if Embiid sits, Howard becomes a great play. We'll slide over to the Milwaukee side of things, though. Uh, looking at this team, you know, big thing that we have to keep an eye on is Giannis. He left that game, uh, you know, the late last game on the nineteenth, dealing with the cramping. Probably not going to be anything too too major to be concerned with. Ten eight coming in as one of the higher priced guys that we could spend up on. I'm not gonna lie, I don't, I don't mind going to some Giannis in this matchup, man. I know that I just like to play him anytime there's a chance it's competitive. So if I start to see that a lot of these Philadelphia guys are sitting, you know, there's no Simmons, there's no Embiid, you know, maybe I, I'll, I'll walk back my take on it. Uh, but if we got close to a full Philadelphia lineup, man, I, I think I'm gonna go with some Giannis. I think he's probably gonna be my favorite high-priced guy to play. Uh, you know, barring, barring my obvious love for Luca later on. Yeah, and I, I don't fully know on if Giannis is playing. He left the last game. So that's a good thing that we have the 7 o'clock tip-off time for this game. So we'll know if two of the highest-priced guys are playing uh, in Embiid and Giannis. Uh, I, right now, my speculation is I have no idea if he's playing or not playing. Uh, if he plays, yeah, I do like him also. At 10-8, this is a good matchup for him. And I, like I mentioned before, I expect Embiid to sit. So it becomes even better for him in the paint. Um if he doesn't play, you can look at Middleton and Holiday. Holiday, regardless if Ben Simmons plays, him and Holiday are going to be going at each other on the defensive end, and it's going to be really fun to watch two of the the best perimeter defenders in the game. Uh, but Ben Simmons is easily the best defender on that team, so they switch him onto everybody, and they ask him to do every type of uh, help defense, off ball defense, on ball defense. Any type of defense that they can, they ask him to do that. Um, so he might not have a full complement of his or a ton of time on holiday. They could try and switch him off there. So I don't mind going there, but I think Middleton has uh, the best matchup if Giannis doesn't play. If Giannis does play, I think it's for me. It's just Giannis and then everybody else. Yeah, if we get the news that Giannis sits, obviously, I think everybody gets a little boost. You mentioned Middleton, Holiday. I think you know Bobby Portis is a big guy that I think a lot of people go to. He's usually pretty chalky anytime Giannis sits because we're probably looking at 28 to 30 minutes. He's a great point-per-minute type guy. Probably have to play a fair amount in this matchup as well. So those would be the three guys I look at if Giannis sits. Maybe sprinkle a little DiVincenzo in there, but I'm not going to go too crazy over there. His price tag at 58. And if Giannis plays, I'm with you. Just Giannis for me as well. All right. Halfway point, man. Three games left. Next one, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Detroit Pistons traveling to San Antonio. They're taking on the Spurs in this one. No injury report for the Pistons. No injury report for the Spurs. Surprise, Fun surprise. fact. Both team, this is the only game with both teams on the back end of a back-to-back. <laughs> back-to-back, man, coming in. Uh, absolutely correct on that one. Uh, I did not know the fun fact that they were the only teams on that. I didn't notice that one, but, um, yep, no game total, no spread. I imagine, I imagine, Santino, and I'm hoping, this is just me hoping, that we see Mason Plumley rest in this one. 
And we could just lock in our good old Isaiah Stewart free square at the center of our bingo card. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I would expect that to happen. Uh, Casey's comments in the last game, he said he wants to get uh, as many minutes as possible for, and I quote, well, he didn't use the full names, but uh, Killian Hayes, Saban Lee, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay. Those are the four names that he mentioned that he wants to get as many minutes as possible. Uh, we know Saban Lee, that's not uh, actually accurate because he's not playing him as many minutes as possible. Uh, but Isaiah Stewart is playing a ton of minutes. Killian Hayes is getting as many minutes as he can handle, and he did not uh, play on Wednesday, so I expect him to play here. And Sadiq, play, Sadiq Bay is also getting as many minutes. Um, but Joe, on, the only people to miss Wednesday's game were Dennis Smith Jr., Ronnie McGruder, Killian Hayes. We, are, uh, we could already pretty much say Mason Plumley, Corey Joseph, uh, Diallo, or maybe not Diallo, but at least those two are out. Probably Grant. I mean, they're probably just going to throw 25 people on the injury report. So definitely being, being watching this, but there is a lot of value to be had on this uh, Pistons team. Absolutely. You said the two major guys I'm looking at. It's going to be it's going to be any guy nicknamed Beef Stew. Uh, sign me up. Isaiah Stewart. I think that's just the, the craziest nickname. He said the fans yeah. gave it to him, so he wants it to stick. So he is known as Beef Stew in Detroit. Uh, so give me some Beef Stew and then give me some Killian Hayes. I think Killian Hayes, 4,200. Like you said, we're seeing those minutes just go up and up and up. 33 in the last one. Rested uh, tonight on Wednesday. I would expect somewhere around the same amount of workload, 33 minutes for a guy that, yes, he's not going to be one of those 20-plus scorer type guys when you give him the minutes, but the steals seem to be a regular thing for him. He's a very, very crafty passer. He makes smart plays. He's going to turn over over. He's a young guy. But all in all, I just don't see a world where he doesn't pay off that $4,200 price tag. Yeah, those and are- the, and if, if Grant misses and like they have a big injury report again, uh, you can look at even more people. It's just... As of right now, it's just uh, him, if not him, like that type of thing. To <laughs> fill in the blank. If no blank, then blank. But um, like you said, Stewart and Hayes are, are the two guys I really like, and everybody else is going to get a bump when all said and done because I can already see a handful, maybe even more because it's the Pistons and they, they don't care. They just want to get people um, playing time. They're young guys. Uh, but all these guys are going to be – chock full of minutes like uh, Bay, Jackson, uh, Diallo, maybe Frank, even Frank Jackson at 3,800. The guy's been dropping double-digit points for a while, playing minutes in the 20s. If there is an extensive injury report, uh, this this team is just, no one's priced up. Only Grant is priced up over 5.8. So there's a lot of lot to like here, and it's a another fast-paced matchup against the, the Spurs. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why Frank Jackson is going to do it now. When I think it was early in the year when they first, first signed him, I was like, yeah, keep an eye on this guy for DFS. When he was like minimum, I was like suggesting him. And now all of a sudden he wants to play, it'd be good. And I I want nothing to do with him. Um, I, I, you know, but he is, he is an option at 3,800. Like you said, there's going to be a lot of guys that we're not going to see on the injury report or expect to see that will be there. Sliding over to the other side of the ball, looking at the Spurs, this is just going to be a cakewalk type matchup for them. Uh, 8500 for DeRozan if you want to spend it there. I don't I don't mind it. I just don't see myself doing it uh, with all these other options that we talked about and guys that we will if I'm going anywhere. It's probably going to be a guy like DeJounte Murray. Uh, for everything I just nice I just said about Killian Hayes, he is still a rookie. He, he still has very, very limited NBA experience. 
Uh, and this is a good, great matchup for DeJounte Murray, one that he can really take advantage of him. DeJounte Murray is kind of one of those bully-type point guards. So I can definitely see him taking advantage of it. And he also happened to drop 42.5 DK points in this matchup earlier in the season. Granted, I don't believe it was against Killian Hayes. Doesn't change my mind, though. He's probably the main guy I'm looking at. And if you wanted to take a stab at a guy like Keldon Johnson, don't mind it. But it seems like he kind of, uh, I don't want to say he hit that, you know, like a rookie wall, even though he's like a second-year guy. Uh, but it just seemed like something happened um, when, you know, I think he got hurt. Was it Santino? Like uh, after like a few month or month and a COVID. half, COVID it was, and that seems like it's definitely just really been bothering him. Some, something's up with this dude where he just, I don't know if it's confidence, if it's still the the effects of COVID that he's dealing with, that, that could easily be it. We've seen Jason Tatum, plenty of other players say that there's definitely lingering effects, uh, but he's just like a, a guy that's been hard to trust. I see the matchup. I see the price tag and I want to play him, but I just don't see the minutes and the trust there. So I'll keep him in my player pool. But I still think Murray's probably the main guy I'm going to be looking at. And this is tough to do the night before because the last time that the Spurs had a back-to-back, which was this weekend, they rested quite a few people. uh, And they got fined for it, which is to me is extremely silly by the NBA because not only did they win the game, but teams have been resting all year. And all of a sudden, now the Raptors and Spurs got fined because of it. Uh, it it doesn't make any sense to me but uh so yeah it's definitely something to keep an eye on because this is the back end of a back-to-back they are at home and they are facing a team that even if they rest they should be so it sounds uh, to, to me it's a, a game that pop is looking at and saying do we do we really need DeRozan? do we need murray uh, do we need white Pirtle? i don't think they're going to rest all of them but i could imagine DeRozan. One of Murray White, uh, Pirtle resting again. So that that would open up a lot of value. And if a guy like Pirtle misses, Drew Eubanks at 3,900. You saw what he did in the last game that he played nearly 30 minutes when they rested. He put up nearly 40 DraftKings points. And he had 9 and 13 in the last game. So that would be very intriguing to me. A guy like Lonnie Walker, if there's a lot of people missing. Uh, If they are fully healthy or not resting, which I think, Fully don't expect everybody to play, but if they are for some reason, um, yeah, I think Murray has the the best matchup at 7-2. I still think I want to lean towards Lonzo of the two guys, uh, and that's where I'm going to be going for $200 cheaper, but I think that's a solid price tag there. Uh, Then I would go, um, I'd still probably go Eubanks because this game might get out of hand. Really like that Eubanks call. Uh, that's a great point. Yeah, if we do see any of these guys sit, especially if it's Pirtle, that's the guy that you can expect to probably be the best point-per-minute filling guy. Uh, would you talk about just a guy that could slot it into that Spurs starting lineup? And, you know, Eubanks, Pop always has trust in his backup centers. It's one thing that we've seen throughout the years. Whenever somebody gets a spot start, I think, you know, throughout the years, you know, between all the names that we could think of, of guys that just be a backup center for the Spurs for two years and then go sign like a $12 million a year deal somewhere else to be a backup center there. Um, <laughs> I think that's like the typical Spurs thing to do. Uh, those guys, they, they always have Pop's trust, and there's a reason they they play well in limited minutes, and they earn it. So Eubanks being that next guy in line, where I imagine in like you know three years or so, the Wizards are paying him $15 million. Ready to move on to the next game? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Charlotte Hornets traveling to Chicago, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. For the injury report, Hornets, Lamella Ball, Nate Darling, Gordon Hayward, Malik Monk are all ruled out. 
Bowles on the second half of a back-to-back, so the injury report is not available. Neither is a game total. Neither is a spread. I'll keep saying it, even though we don't have any. Uh, I have to check to remind myself, but we're starting to see what the Charlotte Hornets team has kind of been looking like. Now everybody's kind of getting priced up appropriately. We've got Rozier coming in at 8-4, Bridges coming in at 7-7. Both these guys have just been, you know, playing amazing, and it looks like they're they're starting to get a lot of chemistry together, especially. Uh, Bridges being that one guy that, like, we're kind of seeing, like, why hasn't this dude been playing this amount of minutes to begin with? Uh, kind of playing second fiddle and coming off the bench for most of the season, but... I don't know if I could pay that 7-7 price tag, man. I love the matchup. I love the opportunity. I think he's probably just going to be one of those guys where if I land on him, I don't mind it. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to play him. If anything, I think I might get some Rozier at 8-4. But we've already talked about you know Murray and Lonzo at that 7K price range. And I like them as well. So, again, if I have the extra money, I don't mind looking at Rozier. I just don't think I'm going to be making him a priority uh, necessarily. If anything, I might even lean a little bit more towards a guy like Devontae Graham at 6,300. Uh, just a little bit of uh, lower ownership. That's just as good of a matchup. And if those minutes hit above 30, I could see him paying it off. But who are you looking at over here? And uh, just to throw it out there, the Bulls are on the front, the back end, and the Hornets are on the front end of a back-to-back. Um, and I do, right before I get into it, I did just see something. It, it came out 20 minutes ago. Um, 15 minutes ago, Joel Embiid says he plans to play tomorrow. So that kind of changes things that I said earlier, though I frankly don't believe him. Uh, maybe he plans to play. I don't think they are going to play it. <laughs> Just have to throw that one out there. But I'm kind of with you. This is a good matchup for the backcourt. So you can look at Rosier. You can look at Graham. Uh, Bridges has been playing awesome. But I'm looking at those price tags, and I don't want to pay near 8K for Bridges. I just don't. Uh, as good as he's been playing i i really don't want to go there uh rosier i, I don't want to pay eight four for him when i think we do have some solid options uh we mentioned a couple people like uh murray and and ball so far are for a lot cheaper in that point guard spot so i i don't really want to go there either uh, graham i don't mind but i would still rather pay seven hundred dollars and get lonzo ball uh pj washington is the guy that i like the most on this team with for his price tag Hasn't started the last couple games, but he's played. I don't know why they're still starting Vernon uh, Carey there for some for some reason. He's, he's starting and he's only played ten minutes in the past two games. Um, he looks terrible. He, <laughs> he he looked great that one game. I think where they started the first game that they started him. I could have swore it was a it power. Says a forward. lot about DeAndre Jordan, also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, he started. The, he, he looked really good, and then he got another start. Just. Pretty much almost fouled out and then looked bad when he came back in. But P.J. Washington was hot last game. He, he's, his shot's getting back there. He's, uh, he, was, he hit five threes in the first quarter in, the, first, in la, the last game. And at 5'9", this is a guy that was getting close to the 7K mark. I, I, think, I can't remember if he surpassed it. It's been a while. Uh, but he was up there. And now we're getting him for under 6K. And we, he has power forward eligibility also. So you can put him in four different spots if needed. I like him here. I know the matchup. He's going to be up against Vooch a lot, but it's a pretty good price tag for him uh, that that I like. And I would have liked McDaniel's too, but paying an extra three hundred to get PJ Washington, uh, I like that much more. It's a good call, excellent call. Yeah, and PJ Washington, I believe he was over seven K. He's like seven two at one point, but he was routinely floating around that like six 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 seven range. 
while he was starting center. As soon as I think it was like Zeller went down and Biombo was coming off the bench and they were playing him at the five because bottom line is rebounding upside was there. He's protecting the rim a little bit more. Not the biggest guy in the world. It's going to be a great matchup for the guy we'll get to on the other side of the ball. But at 5'9", uh, and having that power forward eligibility, that's huge. If you're not spending up on a guy like Tatum or Zion, you're going to be looking to fill that spot with somebody. Sliding over on the other side of the ball. Break it down for me, Santino. We got Big Vooch coming in at 10K. Already talked about several players over that you know 10K mark. He's up there for me. Um, if I had to rank, I guess, a lot of these guys around that price range i mean point per dollar i do prefer i do prefer him over tatum uh but you know that position eligibility with tatum is probably going to help you a little bit more i still prefer Giannis over i think zion and big vooch are very very close i think for the eligibility i'd rather have zion but um it gets it gets a little bit closer there and i will get to Doncic, but i think i prefer Doncic over him as well so that's kind of how i rank those those studs for me i'm really gonna be looking at kobe white though five five being able to target the Charlotte backcourt, he should draw Devontae Graham as a defensive matchup. And we know Devontae Graham, he can't play defense. Not very well, at least. And with no Zach Levine, we're, we should continue to expect just pretty high usage from Kobe White. It's not going to be insane or anything, but we're talking about a guy whose low floor over the past three games is 25.75 DK points and the high is 45. So uh, plenty of variables, but a nice, safe floor, solid matchup. I'll be playing some Kobe White for sure in this spot. And if I'm looking anywhere else, if I had to play anybody else, you know, Garrett Temple at 3,800 is going to continue to draw that shooting guard spot. Not a high usage guy. But if you happen to land on him, he has that small forward eligibility. Uh, he could definitely make it pop. And then I still think that Tice is going to be a viable option. Again, not a guy with a high usage whatsoever. He'll probably have five or six shot attempts, if anything. Uh, but if he's going to continue starting alongside of Vucevic, he's got some upside. Uh, we know that Tice can easily get it done defensively. He can get it done rebounding-wise. So a guy at 3,700 who, you know, three out of the past five games has, a, has at least 23 DK points, we'll take that for some decent value. So I'm really just going to be targeting a lot of the value over here on Chicago. Yeah, and Chicago is a team to watch uh, their starting lineup and their rotations because they absolutely got just beat down tonight against the Cavs. They entered the fourth quarter down 27 points. So throw out any stats you're looking at. When you are looking at this game, you're going to see Vooch played 25 minutes. Kobe White, he's the only guy who played over 26 minutes, um, but everybody else barely played. They had a couple guys in double digits. Most three of the four were on the uh, off the bench. Uh, just throw that game out. They got slapped, and I'm expecting Billy Donovan to assess a lot of things and change up the entire starting lineup. No, I shouldn't say the entire starting lineup, but he's going to change the starting lineup. They came out super flat. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it past him to bring Kobe White back off the bench. I wouldn't put it past him to uh, Garrett Temple or Daniel Tice coming off the bench. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, for me. I don't mind Vooch at 10 and 10K. I think this is a very good matchup for him. He is has this huge size advantage against uh, P.J. Washington, and he has just skill advantage against the other three bigs that they have on this team. So I don't mind going there, but... I do like a lot of centers on this slate, and he only has center eligibility. We just mentioned a guy in the last game, and Isaiah Stewart uh, mentioned Drew Eubanks, Aiton, Dwight Howard. There are a lot of cheap center options or cheaper center options here, so I don't find myself going to Vooch, but that doesn't mean I don't like him, but he just doesn't fit my build because I want to spend up other places. Uh, you mentioned Kobe White. I like him, 5'5". 
even if he comes off the bench, he is the only guy on this backcourt that can really get his own shot. So I'm going to continue to go there until it gets up to six five to seven k, or if it gets if it even gets there. Uh, while Zach Levine's out, uh, he's the guy that can get his own shot. Outside of that, uh, I'm waiting for more news on Billy Donovan because I can see Thad Young, I can see Sadaransky, I can see Markinen, I can see all of those three guys specifically getting back into the starting rotation. Um, after you just got smacked by Cleveland and now you dropped to 12th place, he's going to be changing something, and that's what I'm looking for. And mm-hmm. if he does make those changes, Sadaransky at 4-6, if he comes back to be the starting point guard, and they, maybe they play Kobe White at the 2 and, and drop Temple uh, to the bench. Or if Markinen takes Tice's spot again at 4-1, or Thad Young at 5-2 if he starts in the, at power forward, those are all really good value plays that uh, I want to get some exposure to. But as of right now, I don't know which way he's going to go, but I, I can certainly say that he is going to change that starting lineup from this last game. I, uh, I like that call. That's a great call. I wouldn't be shocked either. I wasn't really thinking about that either. So fantastic call, Santino. That's why you get paid the big bucks in your hair. They easily could make that change. I imagine, if anything, you're right. Probably I could see Sadoransky and Thad Young just because those were two of Donovan's early favorites anyway. Um, just kind of getting slotted right back in there. Or maybe they just you know keep Kobe White in there. Garrett Temple can slot right back out, yep. and they can do Sadoransky next to Kobe White if they want. If they want to keep that extra scoring punch into the lineup. Uh, there's a lot of things that they can do. That's the that's like probably the one caveat about this young Bulls team, or the one good part about them is that they're very versatile. None of them are very good at any position outside of Zach Levine and Vucevic, uh, but they're very versatile. All right, man. Yeah. Last game, nine thirty Eastern Standard Time game. Your L.A. Lakers traveling to Dallas, taking on my Mavs, man. So we might have to have a little friendly bet on this one. Uh, you guys are getting Anthony Davis back in this one. I say you guys as though like you know you're on the team. Um, <laughs> I know that's your favorite saying. Santino used to say that as we were kids all the time. We'd be we'd be arguing about our favorite sports team at like 12 years old, and you'd be like, you know, you don't you don't play for the Yankees. Why are you why are you saying it for me? Why are you saying uh, we? Yeah, exactly. And now I can never I'll never not think of that. So anybody that ever talks about that, I feel like I have to ruin your your, your fanhood uh, just <laughs> immediately right when I hear it because of Santino. It's the first thing that pops into my head, but. Uh, we'll look at the injury report for this team for the Lakers. We have Anthony Davis, questionable, but he said himself that he is fully expected to play. Not fully, uh, as in he'll play a full complement of minutes, but he is expecting to play. And then we have Andre Drummond, Markeith Morris, Dennis Schroeder, all probable. Marcus Saul, he's questionable. He fractured his left pinky. And then we still have LeBron James and Jared Dudley out. So uh, Jared Dudley out, we obviously know what that means for the usage skyrockets for everybody else. Yeah, uh, Alex Crusoe becomes must-play with no Dudley. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, just because there's only one bald guy allowed with a headband on the court at the time. And, uh, you know. Balding. Dudley. Balding. <laughs> Balding. Yeah. Just go for it at that point, guy. Just shave it. Just go. I think Caruso's there now. He's full shave at this point, I'm pretty sure, isn't he? Yeah, there's there's really nothing. There's nothing left. Might be some, uh, some uh, if, if you get a, um, I was going to say microscope, but I meant the uh, magnifying glass either or either or actually like a microscope or magnet well i think when you say microscope you're like that's even more insulting you're like that's the, <laughs> that that zooms it even more than uh, a magnifying glass so all right man i'll pass it over to you talk about your lakers squad here man looking at the the you know, anthony davis coming back we're not expecting i don't think either one of us or anybody's really expecting him to play 35 minutes or anything like that but definitely going to impact some of this front uh, front court rotation between morris and kuzma and some of these other guys but 
Uh, what are you looking at over here? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to enter a quarter tournament and throw Anthony Davis in my lineup just because it makes me feel good. But anything more than that, I'm not going to play him. Uh, I'm just happy he's back. Now, outside of that, Andre Drummond uh, at 7-3, I, I still like him. I still think there's room to grow, but I do, just like I said for Vooch, and even though this is lower, there's a lot of good center options out there that I'm expecting to play at, so I'm not going to go there. Um, this is a, a weird matchup against Dallas. It's like uh, you're, you're getting AD back, even though it's probably going to be for 15 minutes tops. They're all going to have to change up their game slightly just so he gets a feel of the game again because it's been so long and he gets a feel of his new teammate, Andre Drummond, and everybody else that he hasn't played with uh, in, in months. So I don't really want to attack the Lakers here. It's it's just one of those games, and I don't know how the rotations are going to uh, shake out now that there's going to be Morris, Drummond, Anthony Davis, Kuzma, Hero, possibly Marcus All. He's not going to play, but there's a lot of different guys in this front court that are going to be mixing and matching. On, in the back court, Schroeder, 6,800. 6, uh, there's just other plays that I like a little bit better at that same price tag. Um, I don't think I'm going to have any exposure over here, even though it's a decent matchup. Yeah, the one guy I think I could look at it would be Drummond. And he said it himself, like this toe injury thing. I think ever since like he kind of had his whole toenail knocked off his big toe, which as you can imagine, that doesn't grow back overnight. Uh, that it's always going to be kind of bothering him, and you know he's just going to continue to play through it. But I, you know, I don't expect him to necessarily be one of those guys. They still have Harold behind him. He's never really going to break that thirty-four minute mark, but he's still a fantastic point per minute producer. And I've talked about it. If you're going to attack Dallas since the second half, they've been much, much better defensively, but they're still very, very vulnerable at the at the front court. So you could definitely look at him outside of him. I don't think I'll be going anywhere else over there. Sliding over to the Dallas side of the ball, though. I already touched on it about 15 times tonight. Of course, I love my boy Luka Doncic coming in as the highest-priced guy on the slate. Uh, he's 11K for good reason. It's uh, it's just going to be a great matchup. Like you said, you know, yes, Anthony Davis is back, but he's only going to play 15 minutes, and he should be able to just kind of do what he wants in this matchup. I, I just don't know what, what they exactly have in store for him, uh, but we'll have to see. But Luka Doncic, I'm going to have plenty of shares. I think, you know, between him and Giannis, I don't know if I'm going to have the value to get both of them in there. Maybe if some things open up, Detroit's going to give us some pretty solid value over there that we could take advantage of. But uh, if I have the value, I would love to get both these guys in there. Push comes to shove. I'll probably end up with more uh, Giannis. Um, that's how I'm feeling right now. But I don't, even even as I say it, I think it's, it's going to be tough. I think Luca's probably going to draw more ownership. So maybe that's where I get my advantage with Giannis. But it's, it's splitting hairs between these two guys. Outside of him, not really looking at much. I do like Tim Hardaway Jr.'s price tag at 4300 uh, I think, you know, Santino, I know you love it now. A little juice left on the bone in that one. Uh, three straight games, <laughs> double-digit attempts, and 24 minutes. So, you know, this is one of those matchups where I can see him playing a you know 25-minute role, 26-minute role, getting plenty of shot attempts. And it's just up to whether or not for Tim Hardaway Jr., very scoring, reliant, independent whether the shot falls for him. So probably the two spots I'm looking. Yeah, and, and this is uh, the Mavs are on the second night of a back-to-back. So always have to keep an eye on Porzingis if he's playing or not. Uh, Maxi Kleba left this game early and did not return. So he's looking every bit questionable or, or less. 
if he's going to play in the next game. He didn't even start in this one, but uh, you can imagine if he doesn't play, that means more minutes for Dwight Powell, more minutes for Willie Cauley-Stein. Uh, possibly Porzingis plays a lot of the center, even though he's going against Drummond, but he might not even play himself. So there's a lot to to look at on this one, and, and unfortunately it's a late game. Uh, that said, I like Luka, like, obviously. I mean, don't really have to harp on why we like a generational talent, but uh, he gets even more usage and a bump if Porzingis doesn't play, so uh, we can look out for that. Uh, if Luka happens to sit in this game, uh, we can go directly to Jalen Brunson, as we should. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith at 5-5 is not a bad play, and if he, if Porzingis or if anybody in that front court misses, like Kleba and Porzingis, who we were looking at, I like him better when he's playing more power forward. Um, so that that gives him a, a bump there if he if he's playing power forward for the majority of the game, and he's only at five five. Outside of that, really not looking at too many people. Um, I guess you can you mentioned Tim Hardaway Jr. You can look at him, uh, but the Lakers defense has been awesome with or without AD and LeBron. This is still a top five defense in the league, and I just don't really want to attack them outside of Luca and possibly. Brunson, if there's no Luca, or possibly uh, a bargain bin center, but I already like other centers too. Yeah, and you bring up a great point where if they if they do sit Porzingis and if Kleber is not able to play this game, uh, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I, if I'm not mistaken, the last time that both of these guys, you know, were both out of a game, believe uh, even with I don't know if Willie Cauley Stein was available at the point, but I know that Dwight Powell was available. They started Boban. Uh, for two games, and Boban went Bobanis, and that's what he does. Anytime he starts, you could just play him. Again, we're not going to have that news. Uh, I believe it was, yeah, back on, it was April 3rd against Washington, played 24 minutes, and then against New Orleans, uh, two games prior, he played 29 minutes. Uh, put up 30 DK points in both those games, 33 and 34. So a guy that if we do get the news early that they're sitting, both of them, Keep an eye on them. You know, maybe if you're if you're flirting around with the stars and scrubs lineup and you have that spot open in your utility and you have the flexibility to make it work in case he's not, it's an option. But not someone you could trust to cash. It would be strictly a GPP play. And um, Powell started tonight's game. He barely played. Him and Willie Cauley Stein played the same amount of minutes, and that's with uh, Kleber Kleber playing just a couple more minutes in both and leaving the game early. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably going to be chopped up, but if there's no Porzingis, then yeah, one of those guys guys are gonna should get extended run. I would should. assume <laughs> should. should keyword. Nothing is real in in this season of NBA basketball. It's all an illusion. Uh, all right, man. Player tiers. Start us off at the top. Top tier guy. Who are you looking at? Yeah. So I mean, there is so many people out on this this particular matchup are questionable as of now that we're not really looking at. But um, Giannis and Luca. If if Giannis plays, I'm going to go Giannis. It's kind of a. I won't go all the way to the top. Those those are my two favorite plays. I'm I'm willing to pay up in this slate. I think we have a lot of value. Um, but yeah, actually, those are those are my favorite plays. Yeah, you can, looking at everybody really, else over. Really there's not that many people else. over 8K and, and 9K that are even playing. So I'm going right up there to to Giannis if he plays. Yeah, I'll take the cop. I'll take the other guy. Um, I'm leaning more towards Giannis as well, but. Uh, if I'm if I'm pivoting off of Giannis, it's obviously going to be to Luca, uh, and we also kind of already gave our opinion on those nine K forwards earlier in the episode, so people kind of probably know where we are with those guys. All right, mid tier man, we got 
We'll say less than 8K. Uh, all right. Should we go a higher end and lower end or just <laughs> You want to say two people so bad. I know you do. Well, I have this? one, I have one at the higher you, end. You can get I'll, I'll go higher end, and then if you want to do lower end after. Well, my, my favorite mid, mid uh, or mid-tier play is I just love I love saying the name like this, but Lonzo at seven K. Uh, I, I kind of came to him a few times and mentioned him. I they he said that was his last game on a minutes limit. I expect thirty three or so minutes, or maybe even more, against Orlando's backcourt. Cole Anthony is tiny, cannot guard him. Give me some Lonzo. Absolutely great call, and I know your girlfriend in the other room probably hates you uh, for that <laughs> scream at. You know, as we're recording this, I think Lonzo! it's going Yeah, just about I did, 11, I did it loud. 11 o'clock at night. A loud <laughs> so, whisper. Woke the pup up. Uh, <laughs> no, great play. I like him. I'm going to take the other guy that you're going to take before you have the chance to and go Isaiah Stewart, 5,600. Uh, just free square. I'm going to take the chalk on this one. There's no doubt about it. This guy is a beast, and I love that we're getting to see it. Uh, Pistons got something special, I think, with this guy. So I'll lock him in. All right, and, yeah, on the lower end of the, the mid-tier, uh, Kobe White at five five. Um, and you took Stewart. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. Kobe White against Charlotte's defense, a team that just plays super fast, super loose. He's going to score points. He's the only guy in the backcourt that can get his own shot. And then I'll just go with Dejounte Murray. I feel like we should do like the, our little side. I know you and Will always do your bets. I feel like that's a nice little bet for us to do. You know, if you were to take you know the combination of Lonzo and Kobe White versus Stewart and Dejounte Murray, which which side would you rather have? That's solid. Well, mine are two two guards, though. It's yeah, um, you're right. Stewart's got to get a free pass where he's like guaranteed 14 rebounds. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's a little unfair. We won't do that one. We'll just do the Laker versus Maverick side bet. Uh, loser brings I'll the do, beer. I'll do Zoe versus uh, Murray. I think I'd rather have Zoe, but just for the gigs, I, I always like to get some get some skin in the game. Let's do it. Why not? You know, right. uh, I'll take if it. You're, if you're like Will, you have good odds here. <laughs> Why you lose every time to Will? No, he, he he always wants to bet and he loses. Oh no, yeah. See, well, you yeah. yeah it's like right. Eddie Mush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been pretty hot on my on my little uh, you know wagers that we make on the podcast this season, so I'm ready to lose right now. Though I I do like Lonzo a whole lot in this matchup as well. Uh, 5k or less we got all the value in the world to choose from my man so i'll let you go first here yeah and uh there is a turn of value a, a turn of value and it's gonna a lot of it's gonna depend on where who who's in and who's out um i, I think i've mentioned a ton of people that uh we can possibly look at but as of now as of the person that i know is is going to get significant run uh killian hayes um, they, they haven't said that and no one on Detroit has been ruled out yet, but it's, it's only a matter of time before that injury report, um, just, just gets stacked. So I like Killian Hayes right now at 4,200. I'm going to like him tomorrow anyway, but there's going to be other people that are going to be added to this list uh, as we continue to move forward. But at 4,200, I know he's going to play over 30 minutes tomorrow. Yep. Uh, that is a great call. Uh, probably the only guy I think that under like that 5k range, like you said, that right now at this very moment, as we're recording, this is the guy that we can both say pretty comfortably. He's going to be in a lot of our lineups, uh, regardless of the news, even if, even if Corey Joseph plays, he's still a great value play, uh, at 4,200, he'll probably still play 26, 27 minutes, no matter what. So I'd still be locking him in regardless at that price tag. I actually almost hope that Corey Joseph does play, draw a little ownership away. Uh, I still think he's going to be a great value. 
Uh, and yeah, I guess the, the other guys I'm gonna have to go with are probably gonna be after some caveat injury guys just in case somebody sits. Uh, you know, looking at I think we talked about Jakob Pertl if he sits, Drew Eubanks thirty nine hundred. I think you know locking in the double center lineup on DK with Eubanks and, and Stewart if we get that news. Just pairing these guys going head to head against each other is a way that I would go. And uh, if we if you don't have that news, you can look at Tice. But again, we're also waiting to see if he's gonna start. He's thirty seven hundred. But Possibly Dwight know. Howard. Yeah, exactly. Dwight I, Howard. They're, they're, a lot of these center center plays are going to pop up tomorrow. Uh, and then on the Bulls, you could see Markinen or Sadoransky joint re, rejoin the starting lineup. They're both under four K or under five K. Uh, there's just, there's a lot to to keep an eye on, and, and I'm with you. Maybe Frank Jackson if the Detroit is just ravaged by quote injuries again. Uh, had 3,800. There, there's a lot to to go from there, but I think we're, you're right. There's right now. There's only a, a handful that we can say for certain the night before that are going to play a lot of minutes. But we already know that that's going to change. All right. Well, that brings us home, my man. That is the six game card. Spent a good amount of time on it. I think we went pretty deep. Uh, we had a lot of uh, caveat situations to talk about. If player like what what are those things called? Where it's like the charts where if this happens. Uh, go here, you know, it's if and, X then yeah. B or yeah, exactly. Or then Y. Uh, I'm not good at algebra. So the X, Y, B, I, you know, I didn't, I never wanted anything to do with that when I was in school, but yeah. I, I mean, uh, it, it is tough though. Cause we have 12 teams playing six games. Uh, six of them are on the back end and two of them are on the front end. That's 75% of or the majority of the games are, are on one end of a, of a back to back. So it, it's, slightly tough to figure out what we're doing there but we did it i said 70 percent. oh i can't even that's 66 percent. we're not gonna have any sort of math uh algebra just simple none of it but but thank thank you guys for listening if you have a moment you want to follow us on twitter you can find me at mike patria m-i-k-e-a-p-o-t-r-i-a you find santino at santino cocone s-a-n-t-i-n-o c-a-c-c-o-n-e if you have a moment Five-star rate review, please. Hit the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you may be listening. I stopped saying Podbean because we don't even know if it's real, and Santino started making fun of me for a while. (laughs) Uh, He bullies me on here, makes fun of my dad jokes, but I know they're funny. I know they're funny deep down. I know he really – he probably just gets off the air and just uses them. I know he does, but uh, anything else you want to say, man, before we get out of here? Uh, I think we're good. I just set you up perfectly just to say something really negative and, and end it with you just roasting me about my corny jokes, but I didn't get what I wanted. Uh, that's okay. But we will be back tomorrow. It'll be Dave. He'll be on with Will. They'll be crushing that wonderful Friday slate for you guys. Let's go out there. Let's take down some tournaments. Win some cash. Overall, have some fun. Thank you guys for listening. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.